Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk. We have a great show for you today. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. Uh, As you probably know, we have been doing a series of shows on the Business West's 40 Under 40 class of 2021. We started a few weeks ago. We'll probably do a few more of these. Uh, It is my honor and privilege to have as our guest today, Christopher Howland. Uh, He is the Director of Procurement, Logistics, and Special Projects for Auxiliary Enterprises at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, my alma mater. Uh, His presence on the show today. First of all, Chris, welcome and congratulations on 40 Under 40. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, it's, it's truly an honor and I'm, I'm really humbled by, uh, by the recognition. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really a reflection of our great team, team up here at uh, UMass. And, uh, but uh, it's certainly a great honor. And, and thank you for uh, asking me to join you this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you on. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about what you do. Uh, and well, UMass Dining, uh, this is a great story. It gives us a chance to talk about uh, uh, honored program at the university you guys have won awards for the last several years and we really want to talk about that but uh, i guess i want to start by saying why couldn't you guys have been the uh, top dining program in the country when i was at umass back in the mid 70s uh, that was a there was, there, there was a lot of mystery meat back in uh, 1975 i gotta tell you a lot of tuna fish sandwiches and things of that nature we did not have the top dining program in the country how many years running is it now uh, so it's it's five years. Uh, five been, years running. My goodness. Yeah, but we but we've been in the top ten for uh, I can't even remember how many times. It's it's really it's uh, it's remarkable what we've been able to do uh, year after year. Um, and I'm really thrilled to be part of the team that uh, brings that experience to our students. Well, we're going to talk about that. Tell us first of all uh, what you do. I mean, director of procurement, logistics, and special projects. Uh, that sounds like a lot. Uh, a um, yeah, lot to that title, and I'm sure there's a lot to the job description as well. Absolutely. So I that that I oversee all procurement logistics uh, functions for auxiliary enterprises. So auxiliary is like the umbrella group on campus, and we oversee dining, conference services, the hotel, uh, the UMass store, trademark and licensing. Um, so I'm I'm responsible for uh, most of the procurement that happens um, in, under that umbrella including the logistics. So we also have about a 10,000 square foot uh, warehouse that I don't think many people know that on, on campus. So that's dry storage uh, and also a freezer space and some cold storage. Um, we have uh, a team uh, that uh, takes uh, things from the warehouse and brings them throughout campus. And, you know, even sometimes to, uh, you know, the Mount Ida campus, which we also uh, oversee um, the, the food service there. And um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a tremendous job. It's, it's not just food. It's, it's everything, anything that you, you see in a dining commons, whether it's utensils, plates, uh, uniforms, um, you know, building supplies, uh, for our, our maintenance and, and janitorial teams, uh, that all comes through, uh, my department. I have a great team, um, that really expedites a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these things, uh, including a lot of services. So, um, we work with a lot of great service teams that help us get through the year. And you get to deal in, in big numbers too. When you uh, buy milk, it's not a few gallons. When you yeah, you buy no, no, it's it's, cod, it's yeah. not a few pounds. So throw some of those numbers at us. 
Sure. So, you know, overall, um, we're spending about $30 million a year on, you know, pre-COVID terms, right? So we're, we're going to get back up to those numbers in, uh, in, the, in this fall. Um, so, you know, we have uh, large uh, contracts out there with, with both, you know, large, small, medium-sized uh, companies. Um, you know, it takes, it really takes a village to be able to do a lot of things that we do. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud that, you know, we're able to focus, um, you know, our commitments on local as well. So, uh, we do a lot with uh, with local dairy. Um, you know, if you come into our dining commons, uh, we have these uh, bulk milk dispensers. Uh, I call them silver cows, uh, but uh, you know they 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 serve uh, you know five gallon. Um, they're they're bag in a box containers, and those come right out of Hadley, out of out of uh, Maple Line. Um, and those come you know you know a few times a week, and I it's it's a uh, it's a it's a fun story there, and you kind of hit upon um, the story when uh, you you wrote up my little uh, bio for the forty under forty piece. But uh, you know, in my, a previous life, I was an animal science major, and um, I had aspirations to to become a vet um, at at one time. And you know, part of the coursework was to visit these farms and take a look at a you know real you know running dairy or real running meat herd. And uh, so we would often go to to Maple Line and, and talk with. Um, the owners and take a look at the operations from, you know, calving to milking uh, to, you know, how they, they deliver milk. So I just have these vivid memories going down there and taking a look at, at the farms. And um, it's, it's really a pleasure to be able to uh, be on the other side of that and actually buy that milk and be able to share that with students on campus. And I'll tell you what, part of the tours on, on campus, whenever I, I do those, I get unfortunate enough to, to be able to do a few tours a year and I always point out the chocolate milk because it's probably the best chocolate milk you will ever have. Um, it is so creamy. It's so delicious. Uh, you know, and that has to do with the type of type of cow that they actually milk. It's a Jersey cow. So it uh, has uh, higher milk proteins. It's just a rich, richer um, uh, mouthfeel. Uh, a lot of the coffee shops around the area use that, that type of milk. So, you know, we, uh, we want to make sure that we give, uh, we give the best to our students and that uh, we also are able to support, um, you know, the local economy when we can. Okay. Let, let's talk at, at length about what goes into uh, a top-ranked food service, dining service that we have at UMass. Uh, there's been a general improvement in the food service at colleges across the country. This is a big uh, part of the ongoing arms race with the schools now. They're all investing money in this uh, new dining commons, uh, new and better dining services. Uh, but UMass still uh, manages to stay at the top of the crowd. Uh, how do we do it? What separates a good program from a great one? And then what separates a great program from the best one in the country? Sure. So, you know, I think you have to take a look, you know, a journey back to, uh, to 1998 um, when really this, this transformation, you know, had, had its genesis. And you know, I'm sure we all know, you know, Ken, my boss, Ken Toong, um, you know, he came uh, to UMass and, and one of the uh, things that he was asked to do was to improve the, the, the dining program. You know, that's um, there's always a, a fun story um, that I tell and, you know, that I heard, you know, that Ken can share sometimes. And when his boss, uh, Ashok, you know, brought him in, I, I believe Ken was actually the last person to be interviewed. Um, so they went over, you know, what they needed to do. And Ken was really jazzed up, really has a lot of great ideas. Um, so, you know, he, he got the job and, you know, he was doing some research on the program. And he was looking at the Princeton Review and there's two lists, right? So there's the best campus food, right? Which uh, chronicles and uh, shows you the top dining programs um, in the nation, uh, but also uh, shows you the other side. And that, that list is called, is it food, right? So it, that's a list that you don't want to be part of, right? Because it, <laughs> 
it uh, it shows you uh, what students believe is the you know the worst dining programs um, in uh, in the country. So Ken was looking down; he was very surprised. And you know, just make sure this this was in 1998 to see that UMass was in the is it food list, and uh, and Ken you know brought to to Ashok's attention like you know Ashok, there's like look at we're we're on this list you know for for the wrong reasons. And Ashok you know looked back again said that's why I I brought you in. Now fix it. Um, and, you know, since then, you know, Ken just, you know, his, his one goal when he came here to campus was to, to have the best dining program in America and to keep the best dining program in America. And I think he's been able to do that. So, you know, he had the vision, um, but you also have to have a, a complement team to be able to execute that vision. So, you know, one of, one of the things that he did was he shaped his team. So he brought people in that, uh, that bought into that vision, that understood um, the demands of a, of a program, the consistencies that you have to have day after day, year after year. Uh, and over time, he was able to bring a team together that understood what he was looking for, what the goals were. They all had that those shares goals. Uh, and then you kind of saw a little bit of changes, right? So then the administration um, you know, understood Ken's vision and, and allowed some of these renovations to take place. Um, you know, I think the first major renovation was Berkshire Dining Commons back in 2006. And that was kind of like the, the point where uh, other people started to notice the, the change. Um, you know, you know, so it's just, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a game of inches, you know, incremental improvement. So every day, every year, he looks at things to improve day after day. And he's instilled that in all of us, you know, whenever I go into an operation, you know, he's, he's trained us, you know, I'm not an operations person per se, but when I go into an operation, you know, I'm able to kind of see things that maybe are a little out of line, things that need to be corrected, you know, and that's, that's what kind of keeps you at the top, you know, the, the, the focus on excellence the focus on students, the fo focus on student success, the focus on listening to students, listening to customers, listening to parents, not only listening, but in acting on the, the comments that you hear every day. And also you have to, you have to keep humble. You know, you have to realize that, okay, we are a very great program, but you know, we're not perfect, you know, and we have to make sure that every day we're, we're fixing things left and right. Uh, well, not, not a lot, but just tweaking things to make sure that we're, we have, we're having that consistency, you know, can, can things, we get a few examples of uh, this? Um, yeah, let's let's take a look at um, well one of the one of the things that I always I, I think this is fun. Uh, so sushi rolls, right? So here we go. Um, this you know ten years ago, uh, it's actually probably longer now. You know, Ken kind of had the foresight on sushi, saying, "Okay, you know, sushi is really hot. Students, we need to serve sushi. Students are going to love sushi." And, and people are thinking, "Sushi in New England, get out of here!" Right? Uh, but I'll tell you what, sushi is like one of our, our top, uh, top items in the dining commons, you know, during, uh, during, you know, times when we're in, in full business, we're doing about 4,000 rolls a day. Um, and it's just incredible. And this is, it's, it's consistent. Like it never stops. Um, we actually have a really great uh, sushi restaurant over in the blue wall called Wasabi. Um, they do other things. They, they do, uh, you know, uh, salmon tuna bowls. Um, but, you know, we also are, are able to serve some really great, very authentic sushi rolls, um, uh, over there and it just uh you know the just the ability to be able to serve sushi in a college environment like if you like if you were if you when when you were in here and you saw sushi i'm not sure you if you know when you first you know when you were going to, to the university you probably wouldn't maybe eat it back back in the day um, well that was 1975 i don't think anybody would have eaten <laughs> sushi in 1975. last time i was on campus uh, i had lobster mac and cheese we didn't have lobster mac and cheese in 1975 either. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, the, the other thing too is, um, so lobsters, right? So take for instance, uh, this year, right? So because of COVID, um, we weren't able to do our traditional Halloween special where we serve lobster and steak to our students uh, just because of the, the logistics involved and in, in the, the, the regulations around what you could do for, for events. Um, but now, you know, but now in, in May, when the restrictions were a little bit more, more loose and we were able to do more things, you know, we, we had an idea. It's like, okay, let's, let's give our students, you know, a memorable experience. Um, you know, this is kind of part of our plan to give students many experiences throughout, you know, the end of the semester. But, you know, the lobsters, that's what's, what seniors really wanted. So we were able to uh, coordinate with uh, the university and, and we, we had a plan where they actually registered to be able to, to eat with us. Um, and it was actually a very nice, uh, very nice send off for, for students. And I was really glad that we were able to do it. Um, and, uh, and, and hopefully students will remember that for years to come. And, you know, when then, when they have, you know, children, they'll send them to UMass and, and, uh, it'll just be, you know, a whole, whole nother generation of, of, uh, folks coming back to, to Amherst. What's the, the chancellor's famous line come for the food, stay for the education. Yeah, uh, the, a- absolutely. The chancellor has been a very big supporter of us. And, uh, you know, I, uh, of, of, of all this, the chances I've had a privilege of, of knowing and talking with, you know, he's just, um, a very down to earth, uh, person, um, very easy to connect with. And he really cares about you. He cares about everybody. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, been, um, a breath of fresh air to have, uh, you know, a person like that lead UMass for all these years, um, and really have the support of him and, and the backing of not just him, but the, the whole administration. Um, it's really been, been great. Uh, and they've been very supportive of the things that we've been able to do to, to really uh, give back to the community and, and give to our students. On the practical side of things, just how important is a food service to a university like this? I hate going back to 1975, but the food service, you know, wasn't even a consideration. I mean, you know, what are the programs? How much does it cost? Um, you know, what, what's the living like? Uh, how good are the parties? You know, those were the things that people took into consideration back in 1975, but it, it's different now in 2021. Uh Food's a big deal, but just how important is it for, for a university to have a food service like this? Oh, sure. It's, it's, it's a very big deal. And in fact, we've, we've gauged this on a lot of our surveys that we, we, um, we send out. And we found that all things being equal, you know, having a very good food service, you know, dining program on campus really attracts top students. You know, if you take a look at two universities, you know, say UMass and another university of similar ranking, um, and then you take a look at, you know, food service, you know, the, in the food, our food service is better than their food service, our dining, you know, their students are going to come to, to UMass, you know, they, our marketing team does a great job about telling our story, not just to parents, to faculty, uh, but to, to students themselves, you know, they, they are on the same type of media channels that students are on, um, you know, and it's kind of funny throughout the years, you know, Facebook used to be the, the social media, you know, standard, and now that's really what parents go for, for information. And students really kind of take a look at, you know, your TikToks and your Instagrams. Um, but our, our, our marketing team has, uh, you know, their finger on the pulse of, of the channels and who to talk to. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very important to be able to uh, serve not only our domestic students, but also our, our international students. Um, international cuisine is huge on campus. And it's, it's also important that we get it right because we have students from all over the world. So if we say a particular um, cuisine is, is what it is and it's not, our students are going to tell us, you know, we have to be confident um, with, with how we uh, market the meals and making sure that they're just as authentic as if you go to say, you know, India or China 
uh, or Japan um, or, or any other, um, you know, uh, Mediterranean country. You know, if we say that this is an authentic dish, it needs to be because we have a lot of students from those areas and they will tell us if it's not. So, um, you, know, we're, you know, we're really just, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be able to have a really great culinary team that can really execute all these different cuisines at a very high level. I was amazed by the, the number of choices that, you know, when I got the tour, I, I visited Ken and some other members of your team a few years ago. And, and just the, the sheer number of choices just for lunch was just off the charts. There's different stations. And, and you know, like I said, uh, 1975, it, there were no choices at all. This is just an amazing development that, that you guys have been able to put together. So, um, and you keep it in the news too. Uh, you do those, uh, events every year the largest stir fry the largest fish stew fruit salad clam bake i, I imagine there was none of that during covid but you're probably looking forward to getting back to that this fall uh, yeah, look? absolutely we're, you know we're looking to to you know give give our students a really great welcoming experience both for students that have never been on campus and then for students that that uh, were back during covid and then students that weren't back for COVID, right? So there's there's you know a, a few different um, types of students that will be will be uh, you know going back and forth with and engaging with in, in the in the beginning of the year. But the one thing that we definitely want to do is just you know remind them and show them why they picked UMass. You know that you know UMass Dining, UMass Amherst is a place that uh, that they chose because of all these great uh, experiences that we're going to be giving to them. So. You know, we're we're looking at those events right now, trying to figure out, um, you know, what what's going to happen. Uh, I know that we're going to be coming back uh, before Labor Day this year. Usually, it's um, it's after Labor Day, so we'll be starting a little bit earlier. Um, so, you know, we're we're working out those plans uh, for for as as normal a fall as as you can imagine. So we're we're all very excited. Our team's very excited. I know the campus is excited. Um, to really uh, get back to, to where we were uh, back, you know, pre-pandemic. What was the pandemic like? The dining, I mean, most of the on-campus facilities were, were closed and the dining commons must have been different as well. A totally different kind of year. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and the, the strange thing was like, we, we didn't know what to expect, right? I think if you go back to say March of 2020, um, you know, before spring break, you know, we, we obviously knew that this was going to be serious, but we didn't know how serious and we didn't know, okay, is this going to be a six week thing? Is this going to be a three week thing? Is it going to be, you know, a three month thing, you know? So it was really hard to kind of plan and gauge what we had to do. So, um, you know, we, we try to do the best we can. And then obviously after spring break, you know um, you know, the, the, the decisions were made to, to, uh, to close and to send students home. Um, but, you know, there still were students that couldn't get home. That, that needed a place. So we were able to keep a, a few areas open, really service um, our customers, our students that needed us um, to, to, to give them uh, an experience uh, as, as, as best we could. Um, and then, you know, the summer was kind of weird too, because we, we, we saw, everyone saw the news. They saw what, you know, how it was, it was, you know, numbers were increasing and it was, it was kind of a scary time. Um, so the fall was a lot different, you know, um, I think we only had maybe a thousand students um, on the meal plan, um, which is very different. I mean, usually we're, we're around 28 um, or rather uh, 25, uh, 25,000 uh, when you look at uh, grad and undergrad uh, plus faculty and staff. So a thousand is like very, very different. And it's, 
it was somewhat challenging sometimes from when you're going a million miles an hour to, to basically going to, to a standstill. You know, it's when you're dealing with large numbers every day, it's really easy to order um, after doing it a long time. But cutting that way back was, was definitely a challenge in learning, you know, okay, now we have to be very careful about what we bring in because we don't want, obviously we don't, we don't want to overorder and have things, um, you know, in our inventory that we can't use. So, uh, we were able to work with our vendors and with our partners, uh, especially with our, our our local vendors. You know that was it, that was the toughest um, because we just we couldn't bring in as much as much as we could before. Um, so, but you know, we just made sure that the communication was very clear and that we kept updates with them all the time, just letting them know like what to expect. Um, and then the spring, the spring was was a lot better. You know, um, you know, you know, I think there was about five thousand, a little bit more on campus. Um, you know, we were doing probably between eight to 10,000 meals per day. Um, we had more of our operations open both for residential and for retail. Um, but you know, we still, we're still not at, at a hundred percent. Right. So I think we might've been at 25 or 30%. Um, but moving forward to fall 2021, we're looking to be close, close to a hundred percent as, as much as possible. Great. Well, I hope it's a great year for you. Uh, when does the uh, Princeton Review come up again? Uh, so it's uh, August, and end of August. July. August is when uh, is when they're going to uh, when they're going to be making that decision. Um, and one one last thing, um, we uh, are doing our chef conference again this year. Um, it's going to okay. be virtual, um, and it is actually free to everyone to uh, to register. It's at uh, www.chefculinaryconference.com. Um, so feel free to, to register. We have a really great, robust um, three days. They're about uh, five to six hours of content. Um, we actually have uh, the editor-in-chief, Rob Frank. He's going to be doing a session with um, incoming uh, high school seniors. Uh, so they'll be, be freshmen um, in college in the fall. So he'll be talking with them about their, their expectations and how they went through COVID and all that, that great stuff. So um, that's just one of the great sessions. So uh, hopefully uh, folks can uh, register and, and attend at least one or two of those exciting uh, events that we'll be having. Okay. Chris, it's been great to have you on. Uh, continued good luck uh, to all you people up there. Congratulations on 40 Under 40. We'll see you in September, if not before then, at the, at the gala. So, uh, uh, again, congratulations for, for everything that's going on up there and, and, and keep up the good work. Well, thanks so much, and I really look forward to the event, and um, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Okay, and thank you to all of you for tuning in. Uh, We will see you uh, next time on Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We'd be happy to have you with us, and we'll see you next time. (music) 